Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Wake Up With The Warriors podcast. This will be a quick one. Just wanted to discuss the latest Draymond Green news. So over the weekend, rather surprisingly, or at least somewhat surprisingly, it was announced that Green and the Warriors had agreed to an extension. Uh, It is a four-year maximum extension, which those words sound a little bit more lucrative than they are because the CBA, CBA prohibits how big a maximum contract can be when it is an extension and given the amount of time Green has been in the NBA. So the extension for him is four years and $100 million. Um, That will kick in next offseason. He was scheduled to be a free agent next year after playing out the final year on his contract. Instead, they've agreed to this extension, so those four years will begin after his the contract that he's on now expires next summer, so he is now effectively on a five-year contract with the team. Uh, the $100 million is obviously a, a relatively small number uh, for a maximum contract relative to the other stars on the team. You know, Steph Curry is on a five-year $201 million contract. Clay Thompson's deal is very close to that, five years, $190 million. Even D'Angelo Russell is going to be making more money than Draymond. His contract, four years, $117 million. Uh, so before we kind of get into the details of that and what it means for the team, kind of worth mentioning or at least discussing why Draymond would take this contract. Uh, it was assumed that he would enter free agency in the offseason of 2020 and be able to cash in for a much larger deal. Had the Warriors signed him to a maximum contract next year, which maybe they would not have done, but maybe they would have, uh, he would have been eligible for a five-year, $201 million contract, same as Steph Curry. And that's if he were just eligible for the regular max. If he won a Defensive Player of the Year award or made All-NBA, he would have been eligible for the Super Max, which would have been five years, $235 million. Even if the Warriors elected to not keep Green around or to not pay him what he thought he was worth, he would have been able to accept a four-year, $150 million contract uh, from any other team. So potentially leaving a very large sum of money on the table, even though obviously the $100 million that he is going to be collecting is a substantial sum of money as well. Um, So a few potential factors that probably came into it for Green. Um, The largest is likely just the security of being able to get that long-term contract, that big money contract. Obviously, uh, $100 million is enough to set someone for life. You add that to the about $100 million that he's already made in contracts and 
he he's in perfectly fine shape. Obviously, he would love to have that extra money, but we certainly see all the time in the NBA players who lose out on enormous paydays uh, because things simply went in the wrong direction. Um, Green obviously got to witness firsthand the devastating injuries that Clay Thompson and Kevin Durant suffered during the offseason. Now, those didn't end up costing those players money. They both still received maximum contracts, but there is no assurance whatsoever that that will be the case. Um, Green's teammate last year, DeMarcus Cousins, is a prime example. Cousins, during the 2017-18 season, was playing the final year of his contract. It looked like he was in line to cash in on a $150 million maximum contract, tore his ACL, ends up signing with the Warriors for the mid-level exception of $5.3 million. Took a while to recover from that, injured his quad, and now is signing with the Lakers for uh, what essentially amounts to a, a veteran's minimum contract. So those injuries, that Achilles injury that, that Cousins suffered, um, if he signs veterans' minimums contracts for the next few years, that ultimately will have cost him you know, something in the ballpark of $140 million. And certainly, if he had had the option to take a slightly less lucrative but long-term guaranteed deal, hindsight being 2020, that would have been a good thing for him. Uh, so for, for Draymond Green, it's, it's likely the biggest factor here is just finding the proper risk-reward ratio. Uh, he's obviously leaving a lot of potential money on the table, but he is eliminating the chance that if he suffers a debilitating injury this year or even just falls off from a performance standpoint, whatever, that he is not going to be risking the loss of of those potential earnings. And I think especially for for a player like like Draymond, who is very passionate about the game. There's a lot to be said for having that security and having that comfort and knowing that the only thing you have to focus on is playing basketball and trying to win games. You don't have to have that voice in your head questioning whether or not you should be diving for a loose ball or taking a charge because what if you injure yourself? Uh, He can just go out there and do what he loves most, play basketball, give it everything he's got, and he knows that it's not going to be impacting his his livelihood at all. So that's uh, probably the biggest factor. Uh, another factor might have just been wanting to stay with the Warriors and wanting to commit to them early. Obviously, a lot of moving pieces with Golden State, and, and they're trying to figure things out. There's been discussion as to whether they would consider trading his contract since it was an expiring contract so that they can uh, kind of move on into a younger direction. Um, So if the season didn't get off to a good start, maybe that's something the team would have explored. But now, you know, he's kind of solidified his place on the team, done so at a price that they're happy to to pay. It's certainly a team-friendly price, so they're not looking at it the way they would have been looking at it, which was, do we want to pay him $200 in the offseason? Now that question isn't going to come into play. So... Um, team friendly, certainly in that regard, but there, there's a lot to like for it 
for Draymond in terms of knowing that he is going to be a part of this core for many years. He's going to get a large guaranteed paycheck going forward. I think both sides are likely happy with this, which is ultimately why it got done a year in advance rather than waiting until next offseason like everyone kind of presumed. Um, So quickly, the details of the contract. Again, it will kick in next year, so for the upcoming season, Green will make $18.5 million. That is the final year of his previous four-year contract. Uh, in the first year of his deal, of his extended deal in 2020-2021, he will make $22.2 million. The next year, $24 million. In 2022-23, he will make $25.8 million. And in that final year of his contract, 2023-24, he will make twenty-seven. Point six million. Um, two player-friendly details in the contract. Uh, the first is a player option, which, if you recall, neither Clay Thompson nor Steph Curry were able to get in their contracts. Uh, the player option is for the final year of the deal. So in the summer of 2023, Green can opt out of that final year, that final $27.6 million and seek to find another deal elsewhere. So if he is still playing at the elite level that he's been playing at for the last few years, thinks that he can make more money than that on the open market, he can opt out of the deal. It is a player option, not also a team option, so the team cannot opt out of it. If Green wants to be there for that final year, he will be. Um, The reason he got that option where neither Curry or Thompson did is likely just because of the financials, because of how much less money he's getting paid, because he was willing to sign this year in advance and leave money on the table, um, help the team out there. They were clearly willing to meet a little bit in the middle to make it a little more player-friendly as well. Uh, He also got a trade kicker, which Clay Thompson did as well. Uh, Trade kicker briefly is just an incentive for a player um, financial compensation if he is traded. In this case, Green got the maximum allowed, which is 15%, which means if at any point he is traded, he will receive 15% of what is remaining on his salary. Um, so, for instance, if he is traded with $50 million remaining on his contract, he will get an additional $7.5 million. That money comes out of the Warriors' pocket, which makes it a little less likely that they trade him. But it has to be absorbed into the salary cap of the team trading for Green. So they have to take on not only his max contract, but that additional money for that year. Uh, So it makes it a little harder to facilitate a trade in that direction as well. So it makes it less likely that Green gets traded. But it also gives him that uh, compensation if he does get traded. Uh, One quick detail on that trade kickers only account for guaranteed years, uh, which means that unless Green has already exercised that fourth-year option, um, and that $27.6 million in the final year would not be included in the salary of a trade kicker. So it would be 15% of what is remaining, excluding that, unless he has already um, opted into that final year. So for the Warriors, kind of what this, the biggest thing this means is that they have their core locked up, uh, for for quite a long time, um, Steph Curry is under contract through 2022. 
D'Angelo Russell is under contract through 2023. Clay Thompson under contract through 2024. And then Draymond Green through 2024, but with that team option in 2023. So the Warriors have their core together, barring, barring a trade for quite a few years. And if there is a trade, it certainly would seem that Russell would be the likely candidate since he doesn't have the sentimental value to the team and he likely would have the most trade value just given how young he is. So really, that Warriors core of Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green that has been the team for many, many years now is is going to be around a little bit longer. Um, their contracts all run through their age 34 seasons. So really, this pretty much assures that those three players will spend their primes and the bulk of their careers as Warriors, even if they end up going to different teams to finish out their careers. These these deals ensure that that big three core of Draymond Green, Steph Curry, and Klay Thompson will play through their primes in the Bay Area and certainly solidify themselves even further as Bay Area legends and Warriors legends. So, I think that is all the information necessary on the trade. Uh, The Warriors have to be very, very excited about that. They were kind of facing a difficult decision in the upcoming offseason about how to handle Green. It's obviously not a good look with the fan base to not come at him with a huge offer, but, you know, next summer he'll be 30. Um... He His game has slowed down a tiny bit over the past few years. They're obviously trying to get a little younger with the additions of players like Russell. You have to wonder how much they actually wanted to pay him next summer relative to what they were able to pay him. And now by getting this out of the way early, you know, four years, $100 million, that is a little bit of a steal for a player of Draymond's caliber. And it seems like everyone is happy and Warriors fans don't have to go through another season of wondering if one of their core players will re-sign or, or be brought back the next year. So that gives a lot of comfort to the fans as well as the organization and as well as to the player. Uh, it's a win-win-win. All right, thanks for listening, everyone.